0: day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. Only believe, do not doubt, do not be struck with fear or anxiety, do not be seized with fear. That's what he told Jairus when Jairus was afraid because his daughter had died and he believed his daughter would not come back. Jesus said, "Only believe." When you have the Creator of the universe for you and not against you, how is it that we can? conclude in our own understanding that you will not see a miracle, that it's not possible for the situation to get any better. When you have the very person who created you, Jesus Christ himself, he created you. He is for you. If you weren't worth it, he would never have created you. He knew before he created you, every thought you would have from the beginning of your life until you decide and make that choice whether to go to heaven with Jesus, through Jesus, to God, or go into a place of destruction, show Hades, hell, which no one needs to go to. There's no need for it when we have a Savior that has paid for it all, that we can make a choice for him and receive him, and confess him as Lord in our hearts, receive him in our hearts, receive him in our life, and give our life over to him because he has paid for us with a precious price. If we have the creator of the universe and every part of you, he's the creator of every cell in your body. He's the creator of every good thing. He's the creator of your heart organ, your bones, your tendons, joints, muscles. He's a creator of joy and happiness. He is joy. He is love. He is all these things. How can we ever deduce? How can we ever conclude that our situation cannot turn around? As long as we believe in him, we will have whatever we believe. We know in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, that there is life and death in the power of the tongue, which means that whatever we say, if we believe it, it will most likely come to pass. So it is important that we have faith in God and not faith in doom and gloom. Romans chapter 6 verse 4, it says, We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. Christ died because we needed to die. Christ died because we needed to have a Savior. We needed one. We didn't deserve one. We didn't earn one. Our Heavenly Father's love for you and I sent His Son. So therefore, you are worthy. You are worth something to God. You are priceless. There is no price tag that God can put on you except the blood of His Son, to wash away, to remit your sins, to allow you, your old self, to die when you make that choice for Jesus. Allow your old self to die and to be resurrected in the newness of life with Christ. Because Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. Where it says, so we too might habitually live, That means that Jesus is habitually living and behaving in newness of life. So the verse then says, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. There is no need to behave in anything short of the newness of life. And we have that life living in us. His name is Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter one, verse twelve says, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, and right to become the children of God, that is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. This is the new creation. This is the is to those who did receive and welcome him. Have you received and welcomed Jesus? Remember, Jesus is standing at the door. chapter 3, verse 20, he's knocking, and that symbolizes the door of your heart. You are on the inside of the door of your heart. Are you going to open your heart and welcome in the creator of the universe, the creator of you, the amazing creation of the Lord? And you might say, well, I'm no good. I'm not that amazing. Do not criticize God's handiwork. Because when you look inward and you criticize the way you are, remember you're criticizing God's work. And you might say, well, I'm just behaving. It's not what God's called me to do. I'm just behaving this way and I'm not happy about the way I'm behaving. Receive Jesus. Know that he deserves for us to accept Him as Lord, receive Him as Lord, receive Him as our Savior, allow God to heal our hearts, to make us a new creation, then you won't be thinking bad about yourself anymore. You will be thinking about how good God is and how amazing He is to make you a new creation. Remember that when we were born out of our precious mother's wombs, we needed to be born again. Because we were born of the lineage of Adam, the first Adam. And we needed to be born of the blood of the last Adam, Jesus. But we have a choice to make. But remember, when we were born from our mother, it wasn't our mother's fault that we were like that. Now, you might argue that you had different upbringings and there's obviously many different situations that you might have gone through in childhood that has caused you to feel one way or the other but we had already come into the world without knowing Christ. We had come into the world, into this fallen world, with fallen situations around us, and we were fallen. We may not have even committed a sin yet at three minutes old, but lo and behold, just in a matter of time, we as a baby would be selfish, We would be crying because we wanted this and we wanted that. And that's mine and that's not yours. Selfishness. Selfishness isn't the heart of God. So you can see the baby didn't have to be taught those things. We didn't have to be taught how to lie. It was instinctive to us. It was our nature. And really, to be correct, it wasn't our own nature. We were following and adhering to the characteristics of our father, the devil. Jesus himself even told the Pharisees that they had characteristics of their father and the devil Satan was a father of lies. So today we have something to rejoice about. It is that as we receive and welcome Jesus through the door of our heart, he gives you the authority the power, privilege, and right to become the children of God, to become a child of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on His name. So that means that before you received Him, you did not have the authority, you did not have the power, privilege, or right to become a child of God. That means you weren't a child of God before You gave your life to Jesus before you received him as Lord in your life and confessed him as Lord. You might say, well, people have told me in the past that every creation of the Lord's is his children. Well, not according to this verse in John chapter 1. You only get to become a child of God if you receive and welcome him. And he gives you the authority, the power, the privilege, and the right. It is a privilege to be a child of God, of course. In the book of 1 Peter, it says that we are a royal priesthood. That's a privilege. He gave us authority, gave us power, the right. We have a right to become a child of God. Growing up into sons and daughters, that is a privilege. This is not you becoming invited to a huge palace in the most exquisite part of your country and meeting a king that is a mortal king on a throne that is a human being and that is not the creator of the universe. This is becoming a child in a family that is more royal than you could imagine. This is a child of the Most High God, a heavenly family, his family. And he's calling you to him today he's always calling us to him he's always trying to beckon us to him but we have a choice to make he's trying to woo you he uses different things different people different circumstances in life no he does not cause evil he does not cause temptation he doesn't coerce you into thinking that you should give him your life he loves you a loving parent will wait patiently for you but will always be there with open arms at that front door for when you want to come home to Him after being in the world, being blinded by the devil, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, from knowing the truth, from finding out the truth. chapter 3, verse 29, And if you belong to Christ, are in Him, who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring, and spiritual heirs according to the promise. So this is where you are in Christ. If you belong to Christ, if you are his child, if you are his son, you are a child of God, you are grafted in, we are grafted in. Gentile, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, there is no more separation. We are grafted in, we are a new creation to those who Believe in Jesus, receive him, and welcome him. So let us behold that our Creator has the best intentions, best plans for us, plans to give us a hope and a future not to harm us, according to Jeremiah 29, 11-14. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Benson's commentary, if we look at the commentary of some biblical scholars, Benson's commentary says, That is the object hoped for, if it is not enjoyed so soon as expected, at least if it is delayed any length of time, the mind becomes uneasy, the heart sinks and fails, And the man is dispirited and ready to despond and give up all hope of enjoying the desired blessing, whether it be deliverance from any evil or the possession of any good. Now, this is similar to Job's situation where he was becoming sick. He was losing hope that the Lord would pull through for him. He did not understand why all this calamity was coming upon him. But let's look at everyday situations for you today. We're now in the New Testament. We're a new creation. We are not Job's today. Job was not born again, could not be born again, did not have Christ living in him, did not have authority over evil because he did not have the name of Jesus to speak against evil. We are different today than Job. So we cannot say, well, I'm just Job. I'm just like Job. Now, you cannot say that because that's inaccurate and not biblical. If you are born again, it is not possible to be like Job. You are in a different place than Job could have ever been in that day. You are seated in heavenly places next to the Father in Christ Jesus, positionally above all evil, above all calamity. It's all beneath you. Now, let's use that to our advantage and to give God the glory And to bring God's heaven to the earth, let's bring his will to the earth from the position of being above evil. Therefore, we can speak life into situations. We can speak hope into other people's hearts. So there is no need to worry about things not turning around. And there's no need to worry about your heart becoming sick because There is no longer any hope deferred to those who have faith in the Lord and believe in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, for example, that he works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If you trust in the Lord, first of all, you have to know he has his best intentions. Like I say, his best plans for you. So if you are waiting on something and it's not coming to pass, then maybe, just maybe, it's either one of two things. Maybe that thing is going to happen eventually. You just have to trust the Lord for it. Or if it's not good for you, God is being good enough and preventing you from having something that's not good for you. So seek him in the prayer closet. Go into that private room, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, and seek him with all of your heart. And while you're waiting for this thing to happen, get back to having a relationship with the Lord and focus on Him and how His goodness is, His faithfulness, and don't worry about this material thing or this thing that you've been waiting for and hoping for because usually what happens is when you take your focus off that thing and you focus on Jesus, that is then Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 being carried out by your free will You decided to place God first and his righteousness and his kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. So maybe, just maybe, we have some things around the wrong way. We need to put Jesus back at number one. And you might say, yes, but I've been waiting on the Lord. I've been trusting in the Lord. I have been focusing on him. I've been waiting for this thing, but I've been focusing on him for it. Well, when you rid yourself of thinking that this thing is that important, It may be important, but it maybe is better for another time. Maybe it's not important today, but it will become more important later. Let the Lord decide when he's going to bring that around in your life. So trust in your heavenly father today. You're a child of God, son or daughter of God. You're growing up and you need to trust him because the best parent, a really, really good parent knows what's best for their children. And the children rarely know better than the parent. (laughs) Amen. And the difference also, the secondary thing is that God knows much more than the average parent ever could know, because he knows everything. And not only that, he can organize things and he can bring into existence those things which don't exist and are not clear to the naked eye. They are invisible to the naked eye. God can create something out of a substance that is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. So do not let your heart grow sick. There should not be any need for your heart to become sick, for your hope to become deferred. Because when your hope and trust is in the Lord, there is no feeling of delay and despondency. If you don't see something manifest, don't worry, don't panic. As long as you're seeking the Lord with all of your heart, That's all that matters. Seek him with all of your heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Don't try to figure this out yourself. But in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Romans chapter 8, verse 27. It says, And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. That means our precious Holy Spirit, my goodness, is interceding and pleading before God. God's own Spirit is interceding and pleading on our behalf to the Father. And we know Jesus is also praying and pleading and seeking our best to the Father. We have the best intercessor that there is, Jesus. Jesus, you're a great intercessor. You're the best one, Lord. Teach us, as your disciples said, how to pray. And immediately what comes to my heart is just pray in tongues. That's the best prayer there is. Get baptized in my spirit, the Lord would say get baptized, get yourself immersed in me, seek me, receive everything I paid for, for you. Just indulge in the Lord, seek after the Lord, become addicted to Jesus and nothing else on the earth. Get rid of the distractions and be addicted to Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 28, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, All things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. You see, that's more words than I remember for that verse. This is the Amplified Classic Edition, and I strongly encourage you to get a copy of this version. I love it so much because it's more descriptive. It brings out more explanations. It doesn't add to the Bible. It doesn't say something different than what the word of God intends to say to you, but it elaborates on what the true meaning of the words are that were written. Now, remember here in verse 28, it talks about God being a partner in their labor. That means that he is with us. He's not going to do everything for us. He's going to do everything in conjunction with us. So we use our faith We put our hope in him. We put our faith and our trust and our hope in Jesus and the Father. And then you can speak to mountains, cast them into the sea. Believe that when you do that and do not doubt that it will be given unto you what you believe, what you speak. So what you speak is important. Watch what your tongue communicates because it is very powerful especially when it comes from a son or daughter of the Most High God. It carries a lot of power, particularly when it is using Scripture. The word without faith, it's just reading text off of a page. But a word of God with faith, believing that that word that you speak will come to pass because you know that Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says it's alive and active That is what gets results. That is what causes the Lord's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is what causes the earth to turn into heaven. Maybe not the entire planet overnight, but you can make a change on your street corner. You can turn that street corner from destruction into the Garden of Eden before the tree. You can turn that corner of your street into heaven on earth And people will come there and they will enjoy that part of your town. You can pray for people there. You can say there will be no evil on this corner. There will be no evil in this neighborhood. There will be no evil in this block. I'm becoming a governor over this territory in Jesus' name. And Jesus, you and I are a partner in our labor. According to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, you are a partner. And you are working all things together for good on this street corner, in this neighborhood, in this town, in this city, in this country. And we will do it together, Lord. Have your Holy Spirit give me ideas on how I can pray. And thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. We thank you, Lord, today for partnering with us and allowing us to put our focus, our faith, and our hope in you. That we are getting used by you we are able to be used by you and you have been waiting so long for us to say lord send me lord we thank you today for your precious heart your holy spirit and your son jesus we thank you father for your goodness your mercy and your grace over these precious people listening to this program today i thank you lord for your encouragement your inspiration your peace and your joy in their hearts today that they can be confident that you are with them, partnering in their labor. Romans 8, verse 28. Amplified Classic Edition today. And we thank you, Lord, today that they are healed because of your stripes. They are healed. All sickness and disease must flee now from every part of their bodies, every headache, every migraine, every part of blindness, every lack of hearing. Be gone now in Jesus' name. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. Or you can reach us at our website, tog.world. So until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.